This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Welcome, yeah. everybody. Hello, hello. This is the Mom Curious Podcast, and I'm Daniela Rabani, your host. So I put out a question to um, my audience a few months back. I said, would you do me a favor and let me know if there's someone you're dying to hear from? And one of our listeners responded, yes, it's Liz Glazer. Oh, that's so nice. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's great. And I reached out to you. Thank you for doing so. Oh, by the way, did I mention Liz Glazer's here? She's here today. Hey. (sighs) (laughs) And the crowd goes wild. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so she was just like, I think you guys would really get along. Yeah. She's got a lot to say. Yeah, I do. You do have a lot to say? I think so. You say things for a living. You're a comedian. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your whole job. It's my whole job. Yeah. I mean, job is such a weird word, don't you think? Well, do you get paid for it? Yeah. For the most of the time. No, all the time, all the time. I mean, I... Is it a calling? uh, Sure. Yeah. Like, I, I don't mean it like... I just mean like, it's wild that... It's a job. I always feel like I know how to do nothing. Oh. Does that make sense? Um, to me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, because it's like, like, I've had a lot of jobs and I'm doing there air, are air quotes. quotes. Yeah. You might not hear or see right, that. Right, right, right. Yeah. So you know. But uh, yeah, but like, it's like, you know, like we had a plumbing issue in my house. My wife and I Uh-oh. did. And then, like so you know, sorry. it's fine. I mean, <laughs> is it though? <laughs> now it is, thankfully, because people who you got had jobs, yeah. like came over and fixed it. And yeah, I'm like, I'm not about I don't that. know how to do stuff. You know, like it's like my whenever- husband does not know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, we live in a building for that reason, by the way. Sure. Like we were gonna move to Jersey, okay, close to where you are, yes. close to where you grew up, actually, okay, because my brother lives in Bergen County. Oh, cool. And. um Eden. And mm-hmm. um, we decided not to for yeah. n- many reasons, but mostly because we don't know how to do that stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's a hard thing to do. It's a totally hard thing to do. Like being an adult. Yeah. With plumbing. Yeah. Well, for us, all we had to know was how to call plumbers. A lot of okay, them. there's that. Right. No, I just have to like text yeah. the super. So you, right. I needed it to be. You see, you knew how to do that. Well, I mean, I know literally how to go on like, you know, the boards on Facebook for where I live oh. and ask people. And but I, I still feel and this is what I mean by it's weird to say it's a job is like there are people who know how to like do surgery and like yeah. plumbing and fix a car yeah. and like all this stuff. And I'm like, but they don't yeah. know how to make people laugh. Yeah. Or think. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I mean. Or connect. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Totally. And so whether, whether it's a call, I think I can tell you how I got there. Oh, let's do it. And like then whatever that is, it is. Like in a way, I think it kind of is a calling only because the way that I got to it was I, I was a law professor. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know how to do anything. No, but she says. but I'm I'm being real. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm t- okay. Okay. We just met. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna respect that. <laughs> we literally just met. I mean, that's the. Thing. I'm not saying like I'm overeducated, but I'm under smart. Oh, that's that's really? what I mean. Yeah. Like, cause it's like. 
you know, my dad, we were talking before the recording dads, yeah. about foreign dads. I have a foreign dad. Right. And I, I did have a foreign dad. My dad was from Latvia. And like, I remember, um, and, and okay, so I was a professor, right? And my dad used to like diss me kind of by being like, oh, professor, whatever. And like, that was like, basically because I wouldn't know how to do something because you know those who don't do teach no was that his sort of no just because it's like well the being a professor is this like allegedly like hierarchically high it's pretty type of job and yet you don't know how to like unclog the toilet oh yeah or something like that yeah like I remember maybe a better example who needs practical things well I I do very great ideas you do need them (laughs) I do um especially when your plumbing is bad but um but what's it called? I remember in high school, my dad was giving a ride to me and like a couple of friends from school. And one of the friends had just gotten into Harvard and she's sitting in the back seat of my dad's car. And when it's her stop, she like can't figure out how to un like how to open the car door. Cause you know, like if you've never, it's like a new shower or something. Yeah. Like it's like, how do you do it? And so she's struggling. It takes her like a full like 30. Even at, at some point I was like, my God, like what's the issue? Are back you there? okay? Right. And so Is she, she sees it. <laughs> right. She finally gets out and then my dad drives away and he's like, Harvard took her Harvard and I'm like that is my dad in a nutshell and like some of it especially when he was alive oh my god he must have been such a disappointment (laughs) always and forever and no like my parents were very proud my dad used to say proud about me which I love because it's like yeah exactly because he had like these like miss you you know uh whatever like bad prepositions that he didn't know how to like do them it was very very endearing and you know there were parts of him when he was alive that I would like get very annoyed at and now that he's not alive I mean I think I had an appreciation for him also when he was alive but like especially now that he's no longer here some of those things are just like kind of adorable character traits. But, and they're so present in your comedy. You know, my dad d- sounds a little more Israeli than that. He doesn't have that kind of like deep Russian. Like, oh, yeah. My father, he talks like this also very low. Yeah, that's, I mean, and that's, I think like maybe like split the difference. Like, oh, well, <laughs> Elizabeth, I want to tell you. It's like that and that's I even a little. I want to tell you. Yeah. Oh, it's like for, um, more in the front of the mouth? I think so. I don't know. I'm not like an accent Elizabeth. person from a technical standpoint. So you would so call you Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Not oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Both my parents and my brother calls me Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Like, And I go by Liz, but I, I say this joke on stage, but it's like they paid for every letter, you know, of my name and vowels are expensive. And so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's what they call me. But like, yeah, so basically... I don't know that I I was literally a disappointment to anybody. Like, I mean, I, I don't I know. I'm not sure. I didn't We're have still working that, it out. Right. Like, I didn't have that, like, story in my family. I was always like, okay, I went to law school. I became a professor. Like, those things were, like, good. And then I, like, in my fourth year of teaching. Yeah. Um, and I was on a tenure track. And so for academics, like, you kind of, you don't know that you're going to get tenure. But you know at the beginning of your life as an academic whether you could get Mm -hmm. tenure oh and so you're on a tenure track and so I was on a tenure track like from when I was 27 years old and I knew that assuming I met certain requirements six years later I would get uh yeah like publishing but also you know just 
continuing to go to work and where'd whatever. You, where'd you teach? At Hofstra on Long Island. Hofstra! Yep. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Can I just say that? So we, we had a prelim chat. Yes. Before this. Yes. And it was, it became abundantly clear why my, this beloved listener, yeah. I got to find your name, babe. Yeah. I got to find your name. Why you would put us in touch. Yeah. We got Hofstra. Yeah. We got Great Neck. Yes. We got Yiddish. Yes. We got the foreign dads. Yes. We got the mom piece. Totally. Yeah. Well, well, we got the, like, we got, we, we have some interesting things to talk about with the mom piece. There's yeah, also that. I can't sure. believe you had a whole album. Yes. About your first daughter. Was it? Yeah. So I, I recorded my debut comedy album about the stillbirth that my wife and I experienced of our first daughter, Leo of blessed memory. And I recorded it on the one year anniversary of the stillbirth in a kind of like, I guess, Jewish move of like, you know, I mean, what are holidays if not like we a temple was destroyed on this day. And so we come together and, you know, do something. And we tell stories. Yeah. 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 And so it was expressly about that, like any kind of advertising about, you know, the evening was like I, I just didn't want anyone walking in not knowing that it was going to be about stillbirth and pregnancy loss and grief and whatever, because like my intention was definitely not to like shock people with it, um, but rather to come together and acknowledge the truth of it and also to, you know, not tell jokes really about it in the sense of like not making fun of it, but the motivation for doing it at all, other than it happened and I'm a comedian, was that when my wife and I were in the hospital, you know, obviously it was very sad. I mean, beyond very tragic, jarring, like this moment that you think is going to be the happiest moment then becomes the saddest. It's like really a lot. And then the grief is so confusing. And, you know, because it's like it's like horrific and sad but it's like when my dad died for example I talk about this on the album too like I knew him and so I'm able to call up memories of this person and miss a person and talk right? about him yeah and like our cat died Mona. And, have it, and like teach me his accent correct right and Which I is, could teach you Mona's too it was you. kind of like a high-pitched like yeah like she, yeah kind of like a our mitzvah boy breaking her voice yeah that's great so anyway like with those living beings who were uh a part of my life I would be able to and and you know I mean the the cat grief and the dad grief are different in kind um both of them were recent at the time that I recorded the album and still are um and so I was able to like kind of compare and contrast in a way but offer them as examples of different kinds of grief different from each other of course um and also different from the kind of grief that attends uh pregnancy loss and maybe stillbirth in particular which is to say that it's like a grief of hope mm. you know and it's and like possibility this, yeah exactly and like it's an abstract grief and it's kind of like you you do think of you know, like, like, for example, we have our daughter, Eloise, who's Four alive and think, I mean, Baruch poo, Hashem, poo, 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 poo etc. I knocked on wood and I'm Jewish, but I hedge bets and like, you know, all of that. And, and Baruch Hashem for her being great. Hey, Baruch Hashem, by the yeah. way, means thank God. Oh, yeah. In case anyone's yeah. wondering, Liz just happens to know that I'm a 
a big fat Jew. So. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I was, I, I imagine like, I, I don't ever mean anything to be cryptic and not translate, but I think that my meaning would be relatively clear that it's like a, you know, thank goodness for, yeah. for this, um, blessing and amazing person. Um, and my wife and I like have these moments where, you know, something will cause an awareness of <sighs> Leo's memory. And it's like it's a beautiful name, by the way. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. I mean, my Eloise dad was Leon. Leon and so, and yeah, 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 yeah. And Eloise has Leo and also thereby has Leon. And it's like a whole brigade of. You know, dead relatives uh, who are represented I mean, fully. Yes, my aunt, my grandmother. So anyway, Eleanor could, and Esther, could, respectively. Be more Jewish. Thank you. Yeah, super I mean, Jewish. Right. We just, we just really love that our family. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's like a real thing. That's and very the dead, true. Yes, yes. Like the, de- the dead is so present in our yeah. everyday life. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's really... I, I once did like a journey, like okay. an MTMA journey, and I was like, "Oh, all cool. the dead people!" Oh, interesting. Because they're so present in in my huh in, in my cultural I understanding. That. I know, no, most people in don't. MDMA. I actually, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Because I, I, actually... I have like an MDMA experience, but like that. Okay, so you took MDMA and then you saw dead people. I actually can contact the dead people okay. all the time, okay. but I, oh, no, I didn't mean to open up. No, this no, 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 no. That's fine. I mean, but listen. I did, but I, but I also think that's partially because um, the dead are so present in the, mm-hmm. uh, the Jewish cultural experience. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we name totally. people after the dead. Right. We like we're always talking about our ancestors. Yeah. It's like the most indigenous sort of sure. Um, like cultural experience yeah. to be here but also be connected to sure. many generations past yeah anyway i, I mean, didn't mean to talk about my no no clairvoyance etc i love it oh, i think thanks. it's fantastic um i'm just interested to know about it that's why i asked <laughs> I about feel it so <laughs> really why um no i talk i have talked about it on the podcast before but okay. this is about you okay yeah i mean <laughs> yeah well we're all one you know, I mean, so, really, right? Aren't we? Yeah, but we were in the hospital when we had Leo, and like most of what that time was was like filled with very serious and sad stuff, and also there were moments that were funny, and like grief begets giggling sometimes. Well, also because you love your wife, and yes. like there's yes. like always giggles when. Yeah, when that- I think that's true and you know it just like there was like a thing here and a thing there and a thing there and like I just was like you know I guess I should write these down because like as comedians that's what you know we do is like something funny happens you write it down and after a while I had like kind of a collection that I entitled in a note on my phone way too soon and I feel like that way too soon is like always because it's like when is the appropriate time to tell the jokes that happened in and around the stillbirth of your first daughter. <laughs> I don't know that there's like a time, but then but maybe when, on her yurt site. Correct. Yeah. And so the year anniversary, I was like, you know, and I say this on the album itself, but like I knew that the day was going to be hard for me. I knew the day was going to be hard for my wife. And I was like, it's going to be hard no matter what. And so why don't we have this like comedy show meets a Shiva and have everyone together and talk about it. And so, um, 
that's what we did. And I was, I was actually supposed to do an album recording when my wife was pregnant with Leo. And it was supposed to be that like the album recording was just before we had the baby. Mm. Um, and then we had the stillbirth kind of like not just before that, but like a few weeks before, cause my wife was 33 weeks and six days. And so um, the album recording would have been at like 36 or 37 oh, weeks wow. or whatever. The baby and, came early. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, early. Yes. The baby came early. Wow. Um, and so, yeah. But I mean, certainly like late in terms of a loss. Yes. You know. Of course. Oh, of course. Yeah. A, a pregnancy um, loss. Correct. Uh, and so, so anyways, so that's the, the album is about that. And I guess like all of this, I just want to keep an eye uh, or my mind cause I tend to wander and be oh, very that's distracted. What I'm here for. No, that's my oh, job. No, 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 but, that's my whole job. You asked if this, if, cause this all stemmed from my saying, is stand up really a job because I'm not a plumber? That's my next career that's your is job, plumbing. Babe. But uh, yeah, I mean this is a job. This is a <laughs> well, calling. But, but this is a holy thing. Right, right. So, so something like that. Halakazach, as they say. What's that? I've never heard that. A halakazach. Oh, a holy thing. It's oh, a, a holy to a, thing. To be a okay. comedian. Yeah, to, to have turned something so tragic into sure. something communal and healing yeah. for yourself, for your family, yeah. for your lineage, for sure. the people around you, yeah. for the people listening right now. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I encourage people. Assuming you know, I never, I never want to tell anybody what to do, but like in the event that you're looking for something that's like a comedy album that's super Jewy, super true <laughs> about grief, not just pregnancy loss, but like kind of. Uh, an examination, a humorous examination of grief with stories of generational trauma and stillbirth. Uh, please check out my album, wow. A Very Particular Experience. Uh, and it's available like on Spotify and Sirius and, you know, iTunes and wherever you can get a song. Thank you. Yeah. Please check you. it out. I'll do the same. Yeah. I'm wondering, you know, we, we, I'm amazed by the way, yeah. at the amount of, options we oh. have as mothers really like we think of this paradigm or this stereotype sure. where a mother is and then yeah i i set off on this journey to like find out all the different ways you can be a mom yeah and i have sat with a woman who is a friend of mine who had a stillbirth i listened to the conversation yeah yeah she's yeah. amazing yeah she it sounded three other like kids it. after that yeah yeah which i find also just Totally. On its face amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've never spoken to her partner. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, I've thought about that. Like, there is, you know, something in, like, I mean, for me specifically, you know, it's being a female non birthing partner to someone who birthed uh, and also had a stillbirth. And so. And carried. I mean, right, right, yeah. That's what. Yes, I mean, like that. I don't even yeah. know. Like maybe like the milk comes in. Like there's a whole, there's yeah. a whole bodily yes. component. Yes, there is that you're witnessing actually. Yep, totally. Yeah. So I learned a lot, um, and you know, tried my best always to be supportive in whatever ways. Like you know, I mean, what it came down to is like at that time of of Leo's stillbirth, um, basically. I mean, I, I didn't get up on stage right away. I Three weeks later, I did one show uh, that I taped, which was like all of the way too soon jokes that I wrote. Wow. And I just did them. And did that yeah. feel good? Yeah, it did. 
Um, I mean, I just like, yeah, I just, and it was in the context of like, I canceled everything. It happened November 10th of 2021. And so I canceled everything through the end of 2021. Uh, and I was like, that's the time that I'm going to take to just not do, I cannot do comedy. Um, did you sit Shiva? Yeah, we did. And that's that's traditionally what's required? You know, it's an interesting question because usually the, that question embedded within it is a kind of orthodox understanding with which both of us have from our schooling, right? And, and I don't my know. my own home, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For me, it was, it was school. My parents were less observant always than school was, but like we know what we're talking about. And, and so, you know, usually orthodox are like kind of the most strict in terms of like it has to be this way and it has to be for this long and blah 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 in terms of pregnancy loss there isn't like as far as I understand I, I mean I researched this like at the time sure um but I, I don't think that like orthodox tradition is to sit shiva and necessarily to have a funeral and like all that stuff we did that and I'm happy that we did so maybe um, I should translate that yeah Shiva by the way comes from the word seven because yeah. you sit seven days of mourning yeah the family um the immediate family of uh, a, a loved one who's passed sits and accepts food and yeah. gifts from the community blessings but they are meant to mourn yeah that is their only assignment for seven full days yeah after that there's a 30-day period with some mm -hmm. restrictions and a year-long period we did mm -hmm. mention the thing called your site which means a year time yeah that marks a sort of release or relief from that grieving time yeah. that structured grieving time that mm -hmm. the jewish calendar offers mm -hmm. i guess the reason why i ask if that's the case for a stillbirth is yeah do we consider this a life having been lived yeah. or a pregnancy loss which I, right. I I I don't know yeah I don't know and I don't know I imagine and I'm I really just imagine because I don't know the answer to this like factually but like I imagine that there are there are definitely like Jewish scholars who do yeah discuss this and I think if I'm not mistaken there might be I know there's someone who my wife was put in touch with I don't remember like what exactly that person's title is or like in what context. But if I'm not wrong, I believe that that person like experienced something and also was like a Jewish scholar. And I believe in an Orthodox tradition um, and was kind of processing like, what does Judaism offer about this? You know, because it's a very healing experience. Like yeah, you are, you are happy that you it did it. Be. Yeah. Yeah. We were, uh, I mean, I think happy is like not necessarily, it's like a weird Sorry. way no 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 yeah. there's nothing to be sorry but like it's like it's hard to know how you would feel in the absence of doing exactly what you did right and so it did feel correct to have a funeral it felt correct to sit shiva it felt correct to acknowledge shloshim after 30 days it felt correct to acknowledge a yurtzeit after a year and to just be mindful around the fact that it happened i think that was, I mean, and also we like went to a bereavement group and we, you know, were in therapy together, uh, specifically with someone who was like an expert in that therapy around pregnancy loss and whatever. So we did the things that, that 
people advised us and that we were made aware of that seemed to be, you know, maybe helpful. And I think they were helpful, you know. Um, But I think both of us have the mentality and had it with respect to this experience of like, listen, it sucks, but like we're going to do the things that whoever is allegedly knowledgeable about this say might help. Yeah. Because like it's never going to be good. Yeah. It's never going to, you know what I mean? So like we might as well just like do what we think will help. And my wife is a rabbi and so she, yeah, she delivered Wait up, just, what? (laughs) Yeah. Your wife's a rabbi? That's so. She's a rabbi, yeah. Hot. Yes. Yes. (laughs) She's also very hot. Is she? Yeah, she's my wife. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> um, but uh, so she in Jersey. Yes, and she has a congregation there. Yes. Oh my god, that's yeah. so fun. She's amazing, and she delivered her Yom Kippur sermon last Yom Kippur, specifically around the topic of stillbirth and and wow. yeah, um, and and not like the to- I don't mean it like. She was offering, you know, it on the topic overall, but like about her experience. And similarly, you know, the album that I did is about that experience. And I think for both of us, those projects were healing to us. And, you know, I know from me, I've gotten messages that indicate that they've been healing for other people, which is great, you know. Uh, So maybe a calling. (laughs) <laughs> maybe a call i mean maybe there's always plumbing uh but oh, <laughs> no, i don't know <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think i'd be a elizabeth plumber. i don't think i so. know oh, yeah. i know um we didn't actually we didn't actually get to how yeah. you did pivot to your oh may, yeah maybe or maybe not calling yeah i mean so i was teaching i taught law for nine years total and i knew uh, what I was saying earlier is like being on a tenure track, like, you, you know, when you start the job that the goal is tenure. And uh, I started when I was 27. Sounds like 10 year. Yes, it does. But it's not. No, okay. it's T-E-N-U-R-E. And it has yeah. nothing to do with 10 years. Correct. Cool. Yeah. But maybe because the number 10 is there, like, I don't know. I don't know the etymology to be frank um but just be liz (laughs) but i want to be frank um (laughs) so uh i knew like everything in my life at that time um and this was like my late 20s was like extremely goal oriented and i think that like i had an experience of that at that time which was like I want to do something that's like not connected to this goal that's like ever present in my life. Tenure. And so, yeah, like just like, you know, okay, I'm supposed to like write these papers and like do this thing and everything's like in order that, you know, those 42 people are going to vote for me in six years. Um, yeah. That's, you know, and I just was like, I, I did really like it and teaching law is like a really great gig. Um, but I don't think it was exactly for me. Like, I think it was, like, a close approximation of what could be for me. I mean, it is. Yeah. It's not performing. It's not right. And it's You're, teaching. You're correct. doing it. You're I'm doing writing a writing and performing. And, like, in that sense, there's a lot of Congregating. Overlap. Correct. And what people ask me, they're Educating. like. Educating. Yeah. 100%. You're totally right. And so. And also, it's I bet not you were like, funny. Well, that's what I was going to say is, like. When I was, and this is when I was 27 years old, I was teaching at Hofstra first year and I come out of class one day and one of my colleagues like comes by and he's like, Liz, 
what are you doing in there? It sounds like a comedy club. And I was horrified because I'm like, they're going to fire me. They're going to think I'm not serious because I was already 27 years old right. teaching and I felt like a fraud. And I still, I mean, I look back, I'm like, yeah, I was. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't really know anything. And then this guy is saying- I mean, saying, you didn't um, know plumbing, but you knew- <laughs> And that's what you really need to learn as a law professor. But <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I felt like I didn't know anything and I was mostly correct about that feeling, mm-hmm. I would say, looking back. <laughs> and so this guy's saying, it sounds like a comedy club. And I was so horrified because I'm like, they're gonna not take me seriously. And they're gonna really know that I'm not smart. And now I look back and I'm like, why wasn't oh. I recording those sets? I like, mean, really? What was I saying? Because these were big lecture halls. I know. And like, I don't know if you've ever been to Hofstra Law School, but like, those are, you know, thick walls. Like, we're not. You know what I mean? <laughs> they were or, really laughing, yeah, guys. I'm telling totally. you. Well, I'm just. Saying. I don't have the material, but I'm telling you. <laughs> At the, but I mean, and, and it was it like was loud laughter. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but I but, believe. Yeah. You. I mean, listen, at the time I didn't want it, which was probably why it was as loud as it was. Cause I was like totally right. detached from like totally. wanting the laugh or trying to tell a joke or anything like that. But, um, yeah. So, so everything was connected to a goal and I was four years in, I was visiting at another law school, which is like a thing that academics do. And I was visiting in Chicago and I went to law school in Chicago. So I knew that there was like a big comedy scene and it's so I was like, comedy scene it's a great Chicago. comedy scene. Yeah. yeah. And I took an improv class because I had a friend whose girlfriend in law school, like was an improviser. Yeah. I was like, she seemed cool. I'm going to take this class. And I loved it so much. And then like a couple of years later, the one of the teachers from one of those improv classes that I took on the visit, you know, a couple years before was like, have you ever thought of doing stand-up comedy? And I was like, no. And she's like, okay, well, I would give you a spot on my show and I was like what I like, don't have a set babe yeah like, I don't uh, right. even you're gonna a spot for what yeah and I was just like what are you talking about and then she said to me she was like a lot of people would want this like people would kill for what I'm giving you right now and and like something in my head I was like well I like what other people would kill for <laughs> so I did it and I I mean that first set First of all, like, I, I, I wish I had the tape. I don't. I have the tape from the second set. I don't. They have were the tape. laughing. What I'm trying to <laughs> say, it was very good. No, 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 no. I don't mean it because of that. I mean it, it was good, but like what I did was I was so nervous and like I wrote a set, but I'm so grateful I did not deliver mm. the set that I wrote because I was so afraid the day of, and I called my friend who like had performance experience used to do second city on the main stage and whatever. And so I called her up and I was like, um, I don't know what to do. I'm freaking out. And she's like, just say something vulnerable Mm. at the, at the top. And like, then you'll endear yourself to them. Everything will be fine, but you have to do that. And I was like, got it. Hung up the phone. I'm like, how do you be vulnerable? I don't know how to do it. Like they certainly don't teach you that in law school. I can tell you that for sure. That's for sure. And Darn skipping. yeah. Yeah. And so, so I, you know, I was like, Oh God, okay. That's the key, but I don't know how to do it. And then I'm walking out literally to the 
to IO Chicago, which was where that set was. The old one near Improv Wrigley Field. Olympics. Yes, but they there was a lawsuit, so then it's IO because I think the Olympics sued them. Oh if my I'm not God, wrong. Like, get but away, this is like years Olympics. and years prior and well, I don't really know the whole story. But I'm pretty sure about that. Better with your yeah, life. yeah, yeah. But but anyway, do better than suing, I think, in general. But um <laughs> Oh, says a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. 100%. A professor of huh? law. Huh? I I mean, and I don't think that's a function of my connection to law i, I think it's think more yet. of like my personality is just like that sounds like not a life worth living but mm-hmm. um anyway so i'm walking out the door literally and i see a package on my way out the door and i didn't order anything and i generally i'm not like a huge shopper or anything like that i was like it's addressed to me i don't know what it is and then i take it in because i was of course like hours early for this first set and i was gonna i was like well i You're have lit time was that your lid back Yes. Are they early? Prompt. I think really? so. Really? Okay. Yeah. So maybe that's why. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Your dad was prompt, I'm sure. Oh, he 100% was. Yeah. And that's for sure where I get it from. So, yes, I, I, I agree. See, uh, this is yeah. just a nod to you, dear <laughs> listener, who told me <laughs> that I had to have Liz Glazer on the show. Oh. Go on. <laughs> well, thank you. I, thank I, you. Again. I know her without knowing her. <laughs> yes. And I feel the same way about you. So, um, I, I take the package in. I'm about to, I have the scissors in my hand. I'm about to open this package. I don't know what's in it. And then it occurs to me, I'm like, oh, a a quick cheat to being vulnerable is just not knowing the answer to something. Mm. And so why don't I take my friend's advice and open this package on stage? And I brought the package with me. I brought the scissors to IO. And for my set. This is performance art. Yeah, totally. But I, I really didn't know what was in it. And so I opened the package and what was in it was it was first of all it was from my mother but it was just sent through Amazon so I didn't know it was from her until I opened it and I don't even think there was a card because like my mother of course doesn't know how to do that and whatever it's a few and extra so, clicks <laughs> right exactly and similar uh, but, to plumbing <laughs> <laughs> she, she doesn't be, know nothing you know she's good at at electric stuff my mom is because oh. my grandfather on my mom's side was an electrician so was my grandfather on my mother's side for real Fiku Reinish yep wow yeah that's an amazing connection because they uh, they came after the Holocaust, they right. went, they stopped in Israel. They came here, huh. and that's how they. He actually really made a living. That's how he they, he saved my grandmother's life. Right. Yeah. It was it was an amazing skill. Yeah. Have. Well, yeah, because my grandfather was. I guess he was wanted in Poland oh because God. he was the only person who knew how to fix some radio tower mm. that the Nazis like needed fixed. And so my grandmother on my mom's side looked non-Jewish, walked the streets of Poland to find hiding spaces for my very Jewish looking electrician grandfather. But the reason I bring this up because of plumbing now is because of the connection that I didn't previously uh, make, which is that my mother who inherited her father's electricianship and it always like was rewiring stuff in the basement, whatever, like she knew how to do that stuff now still. But like, I think she does a little bit less of it. Um, but she always said, as he said, but I don't do plumbing. Oh, OK, oh, so oh, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And thank you for that reaction. Comes full circle. <laughs> it truly does. And isn't plumbing nothing but a full circle. Wow. So um, I'm on stage. I open the package. And the reason I knew it was from my mother was it was three three packages of six, so 18, so Jewy. Hi. Uh, yes, life, um, because numerics translate to letters in Hebrew. I want to do as good a job as you do of like explaining all of the Jewish You're married stuff. to a rabbi, but yeah. I am a rabbi. Oh, you are? No, I'm not. Oh, but, but well, my last, last name is Rabbani. Right, 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 of my course. Oh my God, Liz Clay. 
makes her. <laughs> I make so glass. Uh, <laughs> she's so on it. Go on. So um, uh, three packs of six. And I don't doubt that it was because of Chai that she got me three packs wow. um, uh, of vinyl suit covers. And so basically my mother had visited my apartment in Chicago at that time that I was like abroad the semester, basically like visiting another law school, noticed that my cat Mona, who was alive at that time, white fluffy cat would perch atop in the closet, the place where my suits that I wore to school were hung and my mother was like, Elizabeth, you cannot wear those suits. You look like a cat. And she's like, you have to get suit covers. And I was like, I will, mommy, I will. And she knew I wouldn't. I call my mom, mommy. Also. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that's so nice. So, and my now. My son, by the way, who's six and a half, yeah. recently told me before bed. Yeah. We're in all the, all the deep thoughts. Yeah. Mommy, I want to call you mom. And oh. I said, no. And ah. we were up for another 45 minutes. Really? Mommy, I want to call you mom. Why? That's it's so no big interesting. And I was like, I- I'm going to call you Greg. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, uh-huh. he's like, don't call me Greg. My name is Ness. Oh. I'm like, my name is Mommy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Mommy as of yet, although my daughter is not verbal yet. Oh, this and is going to then... stick, though. This is a real thing. Maybe, yeah. yeah. And then my wife is Mama. Um, as of now, you know, we were thinking Ema, but then like she didn't quite gel with it. I don't gel with Ema either. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't call my mom. But I, I imagine it's a work in progress. I mean, literally, you know, whatever. We'll see. We'll see what it just what can't she be the same. Calling. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. But interestingly, by the way, I learned this about Liz before we got on yeah. the show. You would call your father Papa. Yes. But in, in the third person, daddy. So it's like, tell daddy X, Y, Z. Okay, Papa, I need to tell you X, Y, Z. And that was how we're... And I've never... I know that it's a notable feature because it's it's inherently weird. I don't, but it was I mean, also... Different. It's whatever. But like, yeah, like it's something. And I don't know if other people have that way in their families. But well, if you do, would you, would you hit Liz up and, oh, let, yeah, the, and let her know? Oh, yeah, please. But I just, I'm just saying, like, yeah. if your dad had two names, yeah. like, you guys can't share one. Sure. You know, yeah. oh, you yeah, can't yeah. be mommy and mommy. Like, right. That's right. just a no. Yes, yes. Yeah. We have friends who initially, when they had their first child, were both mommy and then it like I don't I think one of them is mommy and one is mama if I'm not mistaken now yeah but like you know because it's like you can't have the literal same <laughs> referent for two people so I mean, my son used to call me daddy really <laughs> when he was a baby that's so daddy! cute and I'd like pretend he was talking about my my husband yeah even though I knew very well that he was sure. talking about me oh um just when he would like cry yeah. out in bed and be like I just want to sleep oh he's tired he's calling daddy that's you and we both knew he was calling me yeah anyway that's that's what you yeah. have to look forward to yeah I'm excited mommy, mama yeah so uh I opened the package from my mommy that I knew immediately upon opening it I was like oh this is a package from my mom because she saw my cat Mona and so basically what it did opening that package on stage that first stand-up performance was it got me out of my head I wasn't thinking oh these people should laugh at me these people I need to tell jokes I need to explain myself to them I just needed to under to have them understand the fact that this package was what it was and so it was a really concretizing grounding 
almost like exercise in performance art. But in so doing, I explain my relationship to my mother, my relationship to my cat, the fact that I teach and I wear these suits and that they look like cats and whatever. And like that my mom knew that I wasn't going to order these from Amazon. So she just did it for me. I love um, it so much. Yeah. And afterwards, the person who gave me the spot was like, we're going to have to send you a package every time. And, you know, that what if that was like your your bit. Yeah. I mean, you would just open up your mail. Uh, right. <laughs> what if, you know, this the, was like your your signature comedy right. opener? I, yeah. And, and I remember, I mean, so now you know, looking, I mean, I've been doing comedy for 10 years and it, it's, of course, been a journey. But I think because I started like that, like that specifically, that story, there was a confusing element to knowing like, what is my talent? Like, what mm. is it? You know, because because it's not like I didn't do what I prepared at all at all. I inherently did something different from that. And I think everybody has their own journey with their voice and whatever it is. And I don't purport to be on the other side of mine like now. I'm a working comedian. I make money doing comedy and I I'm able to like I'm lucky enough that, you know, my wife also works. And so that's great. But like, you know, we do our taxes and I itemize every single expense and I know exactly how much I make. And like it's been increasing and, you know, that's good. It's so good. You yeah. have people literally yeah. doing public re relations for you, reaching out yeah. to podcasts ha. and being like, yeah, yeah, you need to have Liz Glazer on well, your podcast. Well, that's very kind. Um, yeah. And it's it's been wonderful to be here also. But like I'm having a terrible time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lies. Lies. All lies. But but, you know, I just mean it to say that like everybody's journey is their journey with comedy and whatever else. But like, I think for me, there is an additionally confusing element because that was how I started. And so then it's like recreating whatever that magic sauce is. Oh, yeah. Can be hard to know. Yeah, it's so hard to know. Yeah. But also you're the same person who had the imposter syndrome. Yeah. At, at, at law school. Yeah. Yes. And so we just have to like talk to that part and be like well this is just this is yeah. just something we go through but what if it doesn't it doesn't actually we don't have to make meaning out of it i guess so but the i'm your therapist now <laughs> <laughs> i have so many but uh <laughs> but i um i get that but there is a part of me that's like when i look back on my and i have a bit about this that i am that i do now because i do stand up in law schools a lot and ah. So oh. I talk with law students frequently about imposter syndrome. And one of the things that, I'm, that I say is like, when I look back on my first career, I had imposter syndrome and I feel like I was right. Oh. Like I don't. And so it's kind of like, like one of the things about imposter syndrome that people say is like, oh, everybody has it. Don't worry about it. And it's like, fair enough. But like I'm in another career and I look back and I'm like, yep, was faking it. OK, yes. Agree. Yeah. And yeah, what I'm learning more and more through this project in particular yeah. and through my own life is that women actually are just cyclical beings like we yeah. m the first question I ask most guests. Yeah. Um, is like, who are you today? OK, because every day is really different and every sure. season is different and and i yeah. believe you yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Th that imposter syndrome was also your intuition sure i yeah, totally believe fair you enough. but yeah. i also have seen your your comedy and you're really fantastic thank you so yeah I, so there's that but right. but 
changing careers is you should not- have seen it when i was teaching law school then it was my comedy I, no but guys seriously they were game. they were really laughing <laughs> they were really laughing there were really thick walls and people were talking about it uh-huh. um i'm just saying like changing careers is a thing yeah. and and motherhood oh, by yeah. the way changes totally. us in yeah. profound ways. Yeah, I'm wondering about that because, I mean, so now, you know, we have a four-month-old. There's no doubt that motherhood is and has been changing me. To know exactly how, I'm not sure yet, you know? It's so um, yeah. it's hard to tell. You're also four yeah. months in. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll have you over in, oh, a, yeah. in a year from now. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so in the meantime, where can we follow you? What's oh, up sure. next? Yeah, I mean, so as mentioned, a very particular experience is available wherever you can get songs or album, like, you know, all of the normal places. iTunes um, or Spotify. Yeah, or yeah. All Amazon those places music. have a very particular experience, which is my album. You can find me at dearlizglazer.com is my website. Uh, and then at Liz Glazer on all platforms. Shkoyach. Thank you. Chazaku Baruch. <laughs> See you next week. I'm Daniela Ravani. You can find me on Instagram and we can chat there. Maybe you have other guests you want on the show because I like your friends a lot. Ha! Thank you so much. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Mom Curious Podcast. My name is Daniela Ravani. I am your host. And I would love to continue this conversation at Daniela Rabani on Instagram. And if you'd be so kind to rate and review, share this podcast, I would be just really grateful. Catch you next time, every Tuesday on the Mom Curious Podcast. Produced by Hoff Studios. You can find them at Hoff Studios on Instagram as well. All right, have a great day.